Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The O Show. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff yeah. the shark. <laughs> wow. That's like an extra special year. That's the Yurt Show coming soon right to radio stations. Yeah. Tell you, I'm amped up tonight. Jeff the Shark Perini, Jewel. I don't care if it's nine degrees. I'm still going outside to play Tatey and a special hump day edition. What's up, Jewel? How you living, Jeff? I'm living large, girl. I'm living large. Because I got the Yo Show. I got some Jewel Tatey back in the hot seat. We missed you last week, Jewel. It's not the same. No, my God. It feels like I haven't been here in ages. Feels like you haven't been here in ages. Felt that way to me too. We did not have a show Monday. We had a show last Wednesday, in which I will thank our very special guest, Screaming Rachel. Yes. Screaming Rachel Kane. Oh yeah, she was a lot of fun. She um, was hard to turn her off. She was speaking up a storm, which is great. She's very cool. We had a great time. Without you. No, I'm glad you had a great show, and yeah, sorry I couldn't be here, and thank you for holding down the fort. I appreciate you and all your greatness, Mr. Perini. Absolutely. One of these days, we're going to have Jewel host a show by herself. See how that works out. <laughs> oh, no, <thanks. laughs> no one wants no to hear that. <laughs> it's not easy. It's uh, tough with nobody bouncing anything off of us, especially when you talk about topics. And the end of our topics usually get met with a question, and then we discuss it kind of sounds kind of stupid asking a question and talking about the topic and saying, what do you think about that, Jeff? Well, I just told you, dumbass. <laughs> no, that's when you really have to, like, open it up to, to the callers. Or at least I would have to. Like, I would need I would need something. I couldn't go solo <laughs> the entire two you. hours. Like, hell no. I hear you. I can go solo, but my wife doesn't prefer that. So. <laughs> Pow. So let's get psyched up, because we are, like, I begged for this, Joel. I begged for a hometown-flavored show. When we did it, when it was the soup, it was all New York this and New York that. And I said, no, you know what? I want a show that, that has a worldwide audience, worldwide guest, but its core is Philly. And tonight we oh, yeah. have nailed it. Oh, yeah. We nailed it tonight, Joel. Our very special guest, born and raised in Philly, now residing right here in beautiful Bucks County, former boxer, and owner of the Witherspoon Boxing and Fitness Center, Tim Witherspoon Jr. I am Stoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So am I. I'm yeah, very yeah. excited. You are very excited. I know you're a huge boxing fan. I know you're a massive sports fan. No. <laughs> um, now, Tim's very cool. Uh, I was looking into his uh, gym, his fitness center, and I'm telling you, it's awesome. He's awesome. He was very excited to come on. We were actually going to do the dialing ourselves. We're going to call Tim around 830. Now, well, that always works. Like the time we called Steve Howie. Now, he's going to jump through the phone and punch me in my face. I told Tim to be on the lookout tonight so we don't run into that same episode. But anyway, 8.30 tonight, former boxer, now big time in the boxing scene here in Philly and Bucks County. He wants to make like his gym in his area like the mecca of Bucks County boxing. I think it's awesome. Tim Witherspoon Jr. We'll get to him a little bit later. Yeah, and I'm so excited. And I don't know what you're talking about because I actually love boxing. Like, it's one of the few sports I can sit there and watch a whole match. And I'm very into boxing. Some of my Good. favorite movies I love are boxing that. movies. There you go. I love boxing. I actually I missed the, the days of the, like, at least once a month there was a massive prize fight on. Now there's so much MMA yeah. and, and all that. It kind of stole the thunder, and there's not a lot of big-time stars anymore. I'm going to talk to Tim about that a little bit as well. It's not on the agenda, but I'm going to sneak that in a little bit because I'm not an MMA guy. I'm a boxing guy. I love boxing. Me and my friends, when I was, like, in my late 20s, early 30s, I was single. We'd all get together, go out Saturday nights, except fight night. We would go to all a house, and there were, like, 30 of us sitting in a house waiting for the fights to come on. Loved it. Missed those days. Yeah, I always wanted to be a boxer. Really? I did. Get yourself over, get yourself over to Witherspoon <laughs> Gym and learn. Oh, I'm about to. I mean, he wants me to go. I always ask myself, like, I, I watch, you know, I watch the fights. I watch the female fights. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I could probably take her. I could probably take her, too. Ronda Rousey, I don't like to shut her up. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. See, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be kicked. If I kick a bitch, right. she, she better go down. So I don't I know, right? Yeah, yeah. MMA is like totally different, but um, yeah, I just always had a big interest in it, and I would like to get in the ring one day. Mm-hmm. Million Dollar we'll Baby. He'll talk to Tim when he comes on about getting Jewel Million Dollar Tatey a shot at the title. You like that? I only say that because she's like, you know, young 30s, starting off. I love that movie. You never know. You never know. So, um, in honor of our guest, Mr. Tim Witherspoon Jr., and uh, I apologize for him not making a list ahead of time, we went with Philly. We did a Philly team. We didn't do top five boxers. That would be a little too obvious. We did top five people whose name is, like, synonymous with Philly. Like, you hear this person's name, you're like, Philly. Like, pop right in your head. Could be an actor. Could be an athlete. Could be a politician, could be a historical figure, could be me, could be Jewel, could be anybody. Oh, I didn't know that. That changes everything. <laughs> I I have you at number one. I guess. Cool. Uh, Damn it. Okay, so at number five, I didn't want to do this. I didn't do this on purpose. So I got tied number five. I tallied the votes. And I went in, and it's a tie. Number five, Rocky Balboa, aka Sylvester Stallone. Stallone was Balboa. You hear Balboa, and man, it's like synonymous with Philly. It's Philly. Man, it's got a goddamn statue here, Rocky statue. That's Philly. 
tied sure. with tied with a guy who suddenly has become the mayor of Philly, the guy that could had the key to the city, come back whenever he wants. Big Dick Nick Foles. Sorry, Nick Foles. I know he's still kind of new to the Philly team. Let's face it, the guy now owns the town. His name will forever mean Philly. Brought us our first ever Super Bowl. Number four, I know the guy's under a lot of fire. He's in jail and, you know, these things happen, but still Mr. Philly. Bill Cosby. Every time you hear Bill Cosby, I think it's Philly and <laughs> Temple. saying Bill Cosby right now. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. Poor Bill. You got some props here on the Yoshi. Bill. Poor you made Bill. Number four. Oh, God. Poor girls. I'm sorry, but Bill Cosby is number four. Write your hate wow. mail to Jeff Rooney at stoopradio.com. <laughs> Notice I use the old show name there. Number three, Michael Jack Schmidt. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Schmidt. And why do you ask? Oh, I should wear my Mike shit. My Mike Schmidt jersey. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> shit. They they had this poll about the like on the radio station about like the best twelve Philly athletes of all time. Schmidt was third. Schmidt is probably the only player that came out of our big four that is considered the best player at his position in the history of the game. Mike Schmidt, number three. Number two, Big Willie style, Will Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Will Smith, number two on the Philly list. And number one, we're going way back in the day. Man who meant so much to this city and this state and our country, Benjamin Franklin <laughs> is number one. That's right. You didn't expect me to get all smart on you, did you? You expect me to say me. But no, Ben Franklin. He's number one. That is my amazing top five list. Over to Jewel, Philly, Katie. You know, I can guarantee Bill Cosby isn't going to be on my list, all right? <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I don't know. He's so Philly, though. I know. Lord of mercy. Okay. Uh, number five. <laughs> nine minutes, ladies and gentlemen. It took me nine minutes to take a shit on the air. Go ahead, Jewel, you're up. <laughs> So be very easy to follow. Okay. Number five. Growing up, I loved my music. And a big woman who was a part of that was E.V.E. Rough Riders. Eve. Eve was from Philly. Oh, yeah. And actually, Eve. I love Eve. And then she went on. She's mm-hmm. an actress. Now she married like a billionaire doing great for herself. She's so pretty. And um, my sister went to LaSalle, and her roommate was, like, best friends with Eve. So, shout out to wow. Eve. Um, number four. Eve went no. Yeah. I know it's, you know, not exactly in Philly, but Doylestown is close enough. So, I have to say, my girl Pink. I love Pink. I don't necessarily That's- like all of her music, but I like her as a person. I think she's very cool. She gives. She always comes back here. She always goes down the shore and puts on, like, amazing concerts and she goes to the local spots too like she'll go to atlantic city and she'll eat at the local joint so she's very I real and really that's awesome yeah i met her she's very cool that's awesome see that's what i'm talking about that's that's a philly girl for you um number three i met this person um before i guess it was this was right after wedding crashers he came to one, and I worked there at the time as an intern. Bradley Cooper. And I was so mad I didn't get a picture with him because his 
publicist or whatever the hell she was, was rushing him all around the studio and rushing him out. But he was very nice. Um, I gave him a drink and I, I rode in the elevator for two floors with him. So, yes, I could say I rode in the elevator with the sexiest man alive. Of Me? 2016? I don't know. Bradley Cooper. I met him as well. Emma. I met him at the West Avenue Grill. Great guy. You just met everyone, didn't you? <laughs> um, I, I love Silver Linings Playbook, too. I just watched that the other night. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Um, I agree. Number two. Big big musical, musical influence in my life has got to be The Roots. Amazing band from Philly, and it has to be Black Thought because his lyrics are insane. He's a very nice person. I kn- my dad met him on the construction down in South Philly, so very cool people. I love Black Thought. I love Questlove, and now they're on, you know, tonight with Jimmy Fallon. So Black Thought, number two. And number one, my favorite hip-hop group from Philly has to be Jedi Mind Tricks with frontman Vinny Paz. And Vinny Paz is actually a huge boxing fan. Um, I think he was talking to Joe Rogan about it, your favorite person for like three hours on his show. So, uh, Vinny Paz, I just saw him for the second time uh, a couple months ago at the reconverted, refurbished spaghetti warehouse. I forget what it's called now. Very cool venue. It was awesome place oh, yeah? to catch a, catch a show. So I recommend it. I gotta look that up. What the hell is that called? But anyway, number, number one, Vinny Paz. That's my list. Vinny Paz and Jedi Mind Trick. See? Don't you feel Cosby is better than any of them? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's rehash these lists because mine was awesome. Ty at number five, Nick Foles, and Rocky Balboa, a.k.a. Sylvester Stallone. Jewel laughed at it. I have no idea why. Number four, God used to push Jello Pudding Pops. I'm not going to say his name. Number three, Mike Schmidt. Number two, Will Smith. And number one, I got a huge laugh out of Jewel. Benjamin Franklin. That's right. Former president of Pennsylvania. It's not even Franklin Mills anymore. That's how much respect Ben Franklin gets. Philadelphia Mills. No one calls it that. I still call it Franklin Mills. It'll always be Franklin Mills to me. Jewel's List. Pretty good. Number five, the lovely, the delicious Eve. Number four, pink and her big fur coat down at Gino's Steaks. Number three, the second sexiest man alive behind me, Bradley Cooper. Number two, the roots. And number one, Vinny Paz and his boys from the Jedi Mind Tricks. Union transfer. That's what it is. That's what they meet the old Jedi Good call. Very cool place. Yes. I like I climbed on the out. rafters and then I got yelled at. You're on that I'm like little you like the little venues. I like little venues. I don't like seeing big bands in a little venue. Like I said, I saw Greta Von Fleet at the old um forgot the name of it. Excellent, Jeffrey. Electric Factory. And it was just it was a disaster. Because there's really nowhere good to sit. And I, we were standing against the rail in the corner. I actually got a good spot. Upper deck, rail, corner, where you could look right down. Mm-hmm. My wife decides she wants to sit. Yeah, she wants to sit, so she trades seats with this lady and her husband because the lady had a chair. We were back so far, I couldn't see 
diddly dick. And it ruined I, it. I do not like the electric factory. I saw a couple shows there, and you cannot get a good view. I saw Borns and uh, All J there, and I, yeah, I was in the back for both of them. First of all, because you want to be close to the bar, so you're trying to like stay yeah. in the back so you're not in the mob, and then it's just a mess. I felt bad for the Borns concert because I, I brought my niece and she couldn't see anything. I gotta tell you though, for as tight a venue as it is and as crowded and as crazy as it gets, the last couple times I was there, the bartending has actually been excellent. Hmm. It's no longer the electric tractor. They sold it, and now it's something else. Um, they had that little dance club that's, like, right connected to it that I saw um, Sagan Amory at, which is decent, but it's tiny. They don't get a lot of people in there. But anyway, that's that with the electric tractor. Yeah. And uh... Yeah, I, you know, I wrote them a little bit of hate mail, and they wrote me this nice message back, and now it's gone. So. Eh. Oh. <laughs> well, there goes that. I like I like the Chacadera. I like the bar up top too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was just gonna say that the Chacadero, um, is definitely one of my favorites. I love it there. So that's a cool place. That's my that's my favorite little band. The Tower Theater is okay. It's not that mm-hmm. small. It's okay. I actually like um, the one at Parks. I like that little arena. They got some great names coming to Parks. Billy Idol's coming to Parks in March. Wow, Billy Idol. Yeah, like they're uh, <laughs> it's nice coming. Well, I stay for uh, my wedding. They're actually doing a uh, acoustic show. It's gonna be Billy and uh, Stevie Stevens, who uses guitars from Robert Cantor. See the Yo Show connection? There you go. It's like six. There you go. What is it? Six ways to six Yo Show. Degrees of six degrees. Six degrees of separation <laughs> yeah. of the Yo Show. <laughs> Let's get to some topics. Okay. Tim Witherspoon, about 13 minutes. I get to do the phone calling. I love that. It's great. Jewel Tate, scientists have started a study, and they say that people over 40 years old should only work no more than three days a week. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm of not 40 yet. You know. <laughs> well, hey. You, got to, you get to work. Of the 6,500 people that they tested, it shows their skills and working ability dropped drastically after 25 hours of work, which is roughly about three days. Hmm. How great is this idea, and yet how impossible is this idea to actually go through, Joel Tatey? Why is it impossible? With today's slave to the grind, every second counts, every dollar counts, you're only as good as the last five minutes working world we're in right now. Are you kidding me? I think we should work three days at the office and two days from home. What's wrong with that? That's not Mondays and Fridays from home. Because you need to get going, and then you need to wind down. I agree. I mean, look at the Yo! show. I mean, we're only on two days a week, and Jewel's only part-time doing that. (laughs) (laughs) We just need to get paid more. We need to get paid more for every job, and then this would be highly possible. Definitely need to get paid more for the Yosha. God damn. Yeah, right? Who runs this place? Sponsors? <laughs> Let's go. Sponsors. God damn it. We run the show, so I don't know who we're bitching at. We're bitching at ourselves. But I would love it. We I would love it. a three-day work, 25 hours a week, and then four days off. Huh. Phenomenal. 
you know, I worked from home for about <laughs> a month, and it was so great. <laughs> I mean, I really loved it. I don't know why there aren't more work-at-home jobs, because they're great. I would do it. I'd make myself eggs in the morning, a nice cup of coffee, and work, and watch TV, and work, and... Oh, you work out and like have your house clean and oh man, make banging play dinners. With, play with my noodle a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, I was thinking about yes. productive things, but you know, go right on the head. Productive. Okay. I did hit it on the head, but I'm. <laughs> we need a drum set. Too easy. Here. We do need a drum set in here. I got the little one. I broke it. So that's what happens. Uh, let's give a big shout out, ladies and gentlemen, to the late and the great former Philly pitcher Roy Halladay got elected into the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. One of the best pitchers uh, of my generation pitched a perfect game and a no hitter in the playoffs in the same season for the Phillies and died in a tragic plane crash a couple years ago. So, but his Hall of Famer Jewel. Do you have any memories of Roy Halladay? Do you remember him? Did you get down to the Phillies game and ever see Roy pitch? I'm I'm sure I did. I know I went to, you know, a couple games that year. I'm pretty sure I did, but I loved Halladay. Like, those couple years right there were just great for the Phillies and us in general. So, um, yeah, he's he's missed, and he was an awesome guy. And what, what happened? He was – it was the first – it was like the first selection, right, that he got in to the Hall of Fame? It was the first, yeah, first Flame. ballot, which, you know, led some people to ask, you know, if he was alive, would it be first ballot? Absolutely. Roy was a legendary pitcher, and I love the guy. Um, it just came out today, his wife had stated that he will not represent any team. Like, they'll have the plaque, and they won't, he won't be Phillies or Blue Jays. It'll just be Roy Halladay. But congratulations, Roy. And I remember... Um, when I first started dating my wife, and you know, we had decided to live together, and she brought her clothes, and she was unpacking. She had this Phillies jersey, and I'm like, that's cute. It was Halliday, Roy Halliday. Oh yeah, no. my man. Roy boy, he's missed. That was a great time to be a Phillies fan. Stadiums used to be mobbed, and all the young hot college girls would sit on the upper deck and drink their beer half naked. Fabulous. I was in college. <laughs> You're one. Not make it home for the parade. So I was at the parade. Another good one. I'm going to hit the parade for all four major sports if I'm alive when the Flyers are in the Stanley Cup, which <laughs> I know I know. It's looking like another 50 years away. You know, if we just had a repeat, we could have went to this parade. But no. We did not have a repeat, but the good news is, for all you crybabies out there, the New Orleans Saints will not be going to the Super Bowl either. How great did that make you feel? I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care if we're not in it. I, I kind of loved it, you know, because they ran their mouth so much. And I heard somebody on the radio today say it perfectly. Now, they're like the big bully in school, running their mouth, they're better than everybody, they're going to beat everybody, they're the best. And then somebody slaps them in the face, and all they do is they go crying, it's not fair, he beat us. Big pussies. Yep. 
Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of news on this. Of course, there was an attorney who plans on suing the NFL on behalf of the season ticket holders. I don't know if you heard this, Jim. Um, and all these angst, like loss of faith in the NFL and depressed fans and all this crap. Like, are you serious? A lawsuit? <laughs> and they just need to stop it. Sit down. Yeah, it's over. Be humble. It's a, yeah. sit, right, sit down and be humble. It's over. You lost. Suckers. And I don't like them. They're smug. Um, last year, um, their star running back, Alvin Kamara, said, oh, if we would have made it to Philly, we would have destroyed them. They would have never even made it to the Super Bowl. And then we went there this year, and they kicked our ass in the regular season. Then they mocked us, and they ran up the score. Then they beat us in the playoffs, and all wearing the ski mask and calling us paper champions. Well, guess what? We're all sitting on the same couch now, fellas. Am I right? Yep. Just got to think about right, the next one. Amen. Here's another little news scoop that came out on the same story. As the story has so many legs, it just keeps on going and going. A select number of New Orleans bars and Saints bars will show a replay of the 2010 Super Bowl instead of showing this year's Super Bowl. Now that (laughs) is the icing on the cake. I'm with that, though. Like, I would sit at home and watch the replay of the Super Bowl last year and relive that whole weekend because that was phenomenal. I love that. It's a great time. <laughs> Would you go to a bar and do it though? I mean, why not? Uh, Get drunk to and a bar it's that night. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, okay. I don't even work with you there because it's a year ago. This is nine years ago. Nine. No, you're pathetic. <laughs> you're just yeah, recent. You. <laughs> nine years ago is sad. We almost had that juice though. I mean, every week with Nick Foles back at the helm had that feel and oh, so close. You know what I mean? I don't. What I don't like is everybody in town's like, "Oh, we would have definitely beat the Rams." You don't know that. You really don't. Yeah. Know. But we could have. Tom Brady's back in it for like the 99th time. I don't think I'm watching this year. I don't see no Tom Brady. I don't think the fans don't give a crap about the team. God, it's gonna be one boring ass Super Bowl. No, I don't wish harm on anyone in this world, but. I just wish someone would slap him. Just slap him in the face <laughs> once. Oh, man. When you get a chance, look him up on Instagram and, and look for that video of him and Rob Gronkowski, like, walking, I guess, like, out the stadium after they won, and they're both like, <clears throat> yeah, and Gronk's got the picture. Oh, my God, it's so corny. You know what is the best? Uh, the bad the lip readings. Like the NFL ones, the the NFL. <laughs> but the ones with him are great. Like they're very they get him. Ones. That's just funny. whiny girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady's got a lot. He's got all the money. He's got the looks. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's married to Giselle. I mean, what else do you want in life? Yeah, shut the hell up. Oh, that drove me they're crazy from- when the kids are crying because he lost. Like, yeah. That's what to teach your kids. Cry when you lose. They keep uh, replaying that soundbite on the radio stations of her reaction when they won this year. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds like a sex video. And they keep replaying it over and over again. 
and but they were comparing like, and this is where people get a little, I don't know, stubborn. Where like, oh, you know, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles should both take a pay cut and play here because they love it here. Tom Brady did it. Tom Brady is also forty-one. Uh, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. His wife was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He's won more than enough Super Bowls, and he's become like the face of like New England. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, these guys are. What do you think he'll retire? I think he's uh, a year or two away. I still think he plays a little bit. I really do. How old was uh, Favre? (laughs) Favre was, uh, I think, 39 or 40. He got roughed up at the end. He got really roughed up. Remember, that was the game. um, It was against the Saints. You were figuring that whole uh, bounty bowl thing where the defensive coordinator was offering uh, extra money to anybody that knocked far out of the game and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, yeah, that was a big deal. It really was. Uh, but Fark went out, you know, almost on a high note. He almost brought that team to the Super Bowl. That was incredible. But, uh, I like Brett uh, Favre. I like Brett Favre. Um, yeah, he was uh, kind of was like a loose ends kind of player. Didn't do it by the book. Wasn't always silky smooth. Um, got the job done. Then he started getting weird near the end. He was sending dick pics to a girl that works with the Jets, and he was on the Jets, all kind of crazy stuff like that. Are you serious? Then he had like a oh, – Yeah, yeah. He, he had a pill addiction. Yeah, he started going downhill. Still one of the greatest quarterbacks ever played. He had a pill addiction um, in his career because he had a lot of injuries, and he started, yeah, he started getting addicted to pills. Well. But um, oh, I played, man. He was tough as nails. One of the best to play the game. Mad respect. Man. Well, let's go to the telephone. It's time for me to dial. I'm a little nervous here. I like this guy. Hello, Tim Witherspoon Jr. I am going to find his number. I'm going to call him up. This is always exciting. We need dialing music. I like it. Dialing music. Dialing music, Tim Witherspoon. Here's your dialing music. It's very exciting. Hello. Good evening, Tim Witherspoon Jr. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. This is Jeff and Jewel from the Yo Show. Thank you so much for um, agreeing tonight to come out and spend some time with us. I'm very excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting to be on. Excellent. We greatly appreciate that. Um, if you don't mind, we're just basically going to jump right into some questions, talk about uh, some boxing, and we're going to talk about your gym and all kind of great stuff. So if you're ready, we'll get going. Before we get going, though, I was uh, just sent a text message from our good friend, our mutual friend, Ryan Risley. He said, make sure you tell Tim I said what's up. Oh, Ryan, yeah, we're really, really good friends. I've been over his house and everything. When you talk to Ryan, tell Ryan I said what's up. If I don't get to him first. <laughs> I sure will, man. His house is legendary. Everybody in this area, they're all from the same fucking area. Everybody in this area has been to his house at least one time. Right. <laughs> uh, he's a legend in Fairless Hills. Yeah, we call the mayor of Fairless Hills. That is hilarious. Now I cannot wait to talk to him again and tell him that. Unless he's listening. If he's listening, what's up, right? All right. Let's get right down to it, Tim. Uh, So you you pretty much grew up around boxing. Uh, Your dad was a former heavyweight champion. 
and uh, you've watched. Did you know right away as a kid that you had to be a boxer? Did you, when you first saw it, you're like, I got to do that for a living? Uh, that's actually the total opposite of what happened. Oh. Um, wow. I, I really didn't uh, know what my dad was doing until I was actually doing it and I was a professional. Um, and we started traveling overseas and stuff. The first time I really realized that my dad was as big as he was is when we were on the train in England and uh, people were recognizing him there. And I was like, whoa. My dad actually did something, even though, you know, I knew I've been to his fights at Madison Square Garden and all that. It just, he still was just my dad, you know. But when we went to another country and they started recognizing him, that's when I started really realizing that, you know, this boxing thing that he did was really big. When I was growing up, I played other sports. You know, I was a, a football player, a basketball player. I played every sport. I even played, you know, hockey in the neighborhood with the kids. And, uh, you know, boxing was something that I did on and off just as leisure. And then, you know, I competed. I, obviously, I competed early when I was eight was when I had my first competition. But um, it, it wasn't really something that was serious until uh, probably my last year of high school. Wow. Wow. So more or less kind of like the late bloomer approach there, right? Uh, well, yeah, well, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I had to make some decisions on what I wanted to do career-wise at that point. And uh, I just decided to pick a boxing, which I, at that point I kind of had sort of like a degree in it. And, I, you know, I decided to take that path, and now I'm here. Did, uh, did your dad ever come home and, and you know, had, have black eyes or bloody? And did you ever get scared? <laughs> his condition or were you ever concerned for him um no i was never concerned um me and my father were both known for having good defense so i've never actually seen my father with uh cuts i think i've seen him with like a black eye maybe once you know he i've never seen him get knocked down i've never been knocked down so uh that's what we're really known for our defense uh now if he was outside playing basketball with us, I'd probably be worried or something like that. But <laughs> but boxing is something that, uh, you know, we were kind of lucky in that sense. We can still talk. We still got our motor skills. We didn't take too much punishment. Yeah, because, you know, that is a concern when you're getting knocked in the head, um, such as Ali, you know, suffered in later years. So that's great that, you know, it didn't cause yeah, any weird. damage. We are definitely uh, lucky. We know, you know, we have plenty of friends that aren't so lucky. Uh, we had a good education. His, My dad's trainer was a guy named Slim Jim Robinson. Uh, I was fortunate to have him train me for a couple of amateur fights before he passed away. Uh, and he was a defensive first uh, trainer. So we never really got into danger. Was I Have I ever been hit hard? Yeah, I've been hit hard, but... I've never been cut. I've never been knocked out or even down. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> it's time to get you back in the ring. Uh, did you, uh, uh-huh. you know, as a younger guy, did you meet any of the uh, any of the boxers? Did you get to know uh, and learn to fight? Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, I remember, you know, meeting Evander Holyfield, meeting, you know, um, Lennox Lewis, a lot of heavyweights, obviously, because my dad was a heavyweight. 
uh, Reddick Bo, uh, Klitschko's, all those guys. I've, I've met them all. Um, and a lot of smaller guys, you know, I met Paulie Malnagy. Uh, there's a lot of smaller guys that you don't know. Kasim Uma, um, he's an IBF world, former IBF world champ. I spent a lot of time, actually, when I dropped out of uh, high school, which I dropped out of Pensbury High School to pursue boxing. Um, I went I went to a training camp with Kasim Uma, uh, who was the middleweight champion of the world, and uh, I built a really good relationship with him. So I'm pretty good in any circle when it comes to uh, boxing. A lot of people know me, and, and I really don't have to worry about, uh, you know, getting thrown out of a room or anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, my niece just graduated from Pensbury last year. Um, did, uh, I hope she's not listening. I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. The reason why I dropped, I, I wasn't really. Uh, I always went to the school with, uh, with it in my mind that I was just going, and then I was going to go to the boxing gym afterwards. Um, I really didn't focus as much as I could. I wish that I did. Now being thirty-four. Uh, but if I, you know, pursued college or something, maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah. Well, did you ever go to prom at Pensbury? I mean, the best prom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I went. Um, actually, the I went with my best friend. She, uh, she's the first person that I met when I went to Pensbury ninth grade. We sat down in the homeroom together, and uh, she's actually my social media director now for for the oh, gym. Wow. Yeah, so you know we're still we're still friends, and uh, you know she took me to prom, and I had a blast. That's crazy! Oh, that's so cool. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that prom got way huge. I know they had like DJ Holy D at their prom last year. Yeah, like, yeah. I was. Yeah. I think I I went the year after uh, John Mayer was there. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. Oh my yeah. God, John Mayer. Jeez. And then Quest Love was there, I think. Yeah, that, Quest. That, yeah. yeah Cool. Pensbury's prom is crazy. They wrote books on us, and you know we've been on the news and everything. I still say, even though I dropped out, you know I have uh, really good ties with Pensbury. We have uh, a teacher that's a lifetime member here from Charles Bain Middle School, um, and it, you know I, I still stay in contact with some of my old football coaches and stuff like that. Oh, that's great. That's that's good that you yeah. very cool. Touching, cool. That's the beauty of doing a, a, a Philly-based show. I mean, we know the whole Bucks County area, and you get to talk about Pensbury. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, this, this is actually my first time talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> right here, folks, on the Yo Show. Uh, so we're going to uh, we're going to give everybody the address and phone number a little bit later to the gym. But let's talk about it a little bit. Um, so you're in the training now. You got this gym, Witherspoon Boxing and Fitness. And it's more than boxing. It's yoga and it's uh, Maya Thai and all kind of great stuff. Tell us a little bit about it and um, tell us about the gym and what got you into it. Right. Well, so what got me into uh, making my own gym was I was personally training people uh, while I was still fighting. You know, when you're fighting as a, as a professional fighter, uh if you don't have the right management or, you know, people with money behind you, which I did at some points and I didn't at some points, but anyway, I was making money, uh, being a personal trainer, just teaching people what I knew. Um, so later in my career, I would do that a little bit and I got really good at it. So 
um, I decided that I outgrew the place that I worked at, and it was time for me to open up uh, my own location. So now we're here. And uh, when I, you said that we have a lot of different, you know, activities here and stuff. When I was visualizing my boxing gym, I didn't want it to be just a boxing gym where uh, the meanest and toughest guys go. Uh, I wanted it to be a place of inclusion so I can have uh, people that might not get a chance to experience boxing, uh, give them a place to come where they'll feel comfortable. So if you come to my gym, it's a boxing gym. I, I think that I split it pretty well down the middle, you know, but we have nice paint on the walls and <laughs> nice music and it <laughs> smells good, you know. Uh, my 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 biggest demographic that I wanted to make sure that they were introduced to boxing was uh, women and kids because, um, you know, you don't really picture them uh, being in boxing as much as you do, you know, male figures. So I made sure that it was, you know, uh, a nice, friendly, clean place, and I added activities uh, to cater to them. So we have a nice kids program where uh, the kids train just like I had to train when I was their age, and uh, they seem to enjoy that. The parents seem to enjoy that, and it really makes me happy to have that class because it gives the kids not only something else to do, but it gives them another role model. I can be a role model for them. Um, when I was opening up this place, I, not to get uh, into race too much, but a lot of the kids that come to my gym, they're, you know, white kids from Bucks County. I'm the only black person that some of these kids have ever met. So I wanted to make sure that these kids seen someone that looked like me. Uh, and that was a positive figure. Not just, you know, the white kids. The black kids also really don't see that too much. So that was... Uh, something that I really wanted to do for the kids. Now, the women, they have everything <laughs> in the gym. They have uh, <laughs> they have boot camps. We have yoga. You know, they, they're in February, we're starting an all-women's boxing class. Uh, so, yeah. And, and obviously, obviously, they can take, uh, you know, the regular boxing class, and they can take the regular Muay Thai. But I wanted to kind of uh, give them a place so they can feel comfortable. They didn't have to be next to some gorilla guy going you know grunting and hitting the bag and trying to break it you know they can be amongst uh like-minded uh people so we have that class starting in february and um all i want to do is just make a place where everybody can come and experience boxing uh you come to our gym you don't have to get hit you can learn everything that i had to do without ever taking a punch but also if you want to take it to the point of sparring and, and you know competing we can take you there as well and I, I love that you said that because it's so important for women um you know a lot of times we go to the gym we feel so uncomfortable we don't want to be working out but to have like a safe place to go and uh I was already talking to Jeff I think me and his wife are gonna you know come to, to that women's boxing class because that sounds so fun um I was telling Jeff that's something I was always interested in even as a kid and the fact that you have not only women's, but kids' classes, too. And I saw your videos, and the kids look so happy, you know, boys and girls. And just to have that extra outlet, you know, um, growing up playing sports, like the kids who didn't play a normal sport growing up always went to, like, karate. But I don't know. There was never, like, the boxing gyms were always for the older, tougher men, you know. And to have right. that outlet, especially in a place like Bristol, which is so 
I mean, it's really diverse nowadays. Like, uh, right. you know, it, it has like the uh, the new shops popping up. It's um, it, it's a little trendier than it once was. Right. So I call it I call it the, the the new new hope. It's the new new hope yeah. down here. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it's just, it's a great hub, and to have that for kids and women, I think it's I think it's amazing. And um, yeah, I think me and my daughter are gonna sign up if that's okay with you. Oh, like, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> if that's okay with me. Now I, you're not allowed to sign up here. You gotta you, <laughs> you gotta stay in Fairless Hills. You can't come to Bristol. No, um, yeah, but uh, you know, you touched on something when I was growing up there were no boxing gyms. So I had to learn my craft driving to the city every day. And that's why a lot of kids uh, in, in Bucks County uh, in the suburbs don't, didn't have the chance. But now there are more combat-based gyms popping up everywhere. Now right. I'm in a motor. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the gyms now. Um, but that, that, that's the reason why, you know, you growing up, you had kids going to karate because karate was here, but there was no boxing. Boxing was like a city-based thing. And um, you, you can't uh, – kids in, the, in, the, in, the, in in Bucks County, they have so many different opportunities. You know, they, they can play soccer. They can play basketball. They can play baseball all year round. But kids in the city, they really don't have those opportunities, so a lot of them turn into uh, boxing. And – I wanted to bring that atmosphere to my gym, but still have it be, you know, um, not, not, I don't want to say a, a LA fitness vibe because that's not what we are either. I always say a family based mom and pop style, uh, gym. Yeah. And, um, I, I know the UFC gyms are popular. I see them all around, um, in the town I live in right now, but, you know, UFC can be intimidating too. People see UFC and like, oh, I don't, I'm, I don't want to go near there. But you know, to have that, like you said, like family gym where everyone can go and feel comfortable and safe is, is great. And it's a, you know, I mean, yeah. I wish you nothing but success because it's a great. Oh, bless your cotton socks. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of you. No, but I, <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a European uh, phrase, I guess. But um, but, um yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a Philly phrase. I, I think that I would have to curse or something if that was the case. Uh, but um, not nah, but back to it. Yeah, it, it's about inclusion, you know, and you'll find out. You know, when you and your daughter come in here, come here, which your first class will be on me. Uh, when you come here, it starts at the top. I think that I set the tone on how the rest of the atmosphere is. You know, uh, I don't put pressure on anyone to be the best or be like me. I wasn't the best. My father wasn't the best. All we want people to do is to just try their best. Whatever they can do that day, that's what we love. That's what we're going to give them credit for. Um, and that's the atmosphere that we have here. You go to some of these gyms, and it's kind of rough, you know, that some people don't want to talk to you because you're not that good or, you know, you don't want to uh, overstep your boundaries because there's people that are really good. But here, everybody's helping out everybody, especially well, we're only nine months in, so I'm still the best one here. <laughs> so um, <laughs> for for now, um, but we have, you know, the people that have been here since the beginning, they love when new people come in and they love 
you know, helping them out. And because what we do in class is we, in class, we don't really hit each other. We hold mitts for each other. We do drills and stuff like that, maybe about 50% of your energy. And then I work out people hard. So people really look forward to helping out the new person here. And, and um, you know, I couldn't be more prouder of what I built in that, in, in that way as far as the community goes. That's awesome. awesome. We love that. We love community work. Um, speaking of, like, Philly as a whole and, and Bristol, Bucks County area, um, Philly boxing has been a buzz lately because they're bringing back championship boxing to the new Met. Uh, and you've talked about making right. Bucks County, like, the boxing capital of, like, this area. It's Philly, Philly boxing has always been very special. And then boxing kind of faded a little bit, but now it's making a comeback. Do you think Philly has the strength again to produce the great fighters? And would you like yourself to maybe train guys that will contend someday? Uh, well, yeah, you know, and, and Philly will never die uh, when it comes to fighting. Uh, it's just what we do. It, there's people that are always hungry in this city, and when you're hungry, you're you're willing you're willing to fight, you know, to get your way out of poverty or you know to get a better life. So, you know, Philly is never going to die when it comes to boxing unless everyone gets the silver spoon, which I doubt. Um, as far as the talent and everything like that, and it doesn't matter where you are in the world, they say that all of boxing goes down sometimes. It's a roller coaster, you know. Sometimes you'll have yeah. eight world champions in one city, and then for 10 years there will be, you know, no one even fighting. So, uh, we'll always have somebody. My, I had one of the opponents that I lost to, which I'm proud. I mean, I'm not proud that I lost, but if you're going to lose <laughs> to somebody, hopefully, it, he, you know, he's a world champion now. So it, it, it was great. You know, um, Tevin Farmer, he just won Philadelphia Fighter of the Year this year. Uh, he's really doing good things. He, he won three of his title defenses. Uh, he's really, you know, putting keeping Philly in the in the loop. There's a couple of other fighters that are doing it. You know, some up-and-comers that you might not know about. Christian Cardo, he's going to be fighting at the 2300 Arena uh, February 8th, I believe that is. Uh, we have, uh, well, there's an MMA coming to Parks Casino, but that's uh, something else. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fights popping up, and not just fights, there's a lot of promoters that are popping up too from Philadelphia that are willing to put on local shows for, you know, local fighters and get them exposure. Um, but Philly is never going to die. We're always going to be here. If Philly was going to die, I wouldn't be able to open up this gym. I love so it. So we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> that, that's awesome. So, I mean, um, a, lot of, a lot of great names came out of this town. Obviously your dad, uh, Joe Frazier, uh, Meldrick Taylor. You know, there's a lot of great fighters out there from Philly. I used to watch uh, Meldrick Taylor. My father has a repair shop in uh, Cheltenham. I used to see Meldrick out there five in the morning, jogging yeah. and, and, and and hungry. Like you said, he was hungry for it and yeah, you know, went out and got it. Um, what do you think about Tim Witherspoon Jr.? Uh, any chance of you getting back into the ring? Uh, well, I got called yesterday for a three-fight deal. Uh, yeah, I told him that I'll think about it. Um, I'm really enjoying being a a businessman right now. Uh, I haven't fought in four years. I still train and I'm still healthy. I'm, I'm not fat or anything. (laughs) And I always, I, I, I always will have, uh, you know, the itch to do it, but it's, 
there's two things. Is it worth it? And and then on the other hand, uh, when do you know when enough is enough? Like I said, I've never been cut. I've never been knocked down. I've never been really, you know, all my injuries have been wear and tear. Uh, the next fight would be the one that, you know, damages me for good. I got children that, you know, I'm I'm living for and stuff like that. So if I was to get back in the ring, it would have to be something that benefited me uh, tremendously. Great point, Tim. Yeah. Great point. And that, I guess, is the big question because at what at what cost is it worth? And if you're if you're happy doing what you're doing right now, but the, you know, being a competitive fighter, it's like it has to be <laughs> gnawing. You gotta have that fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you get that like last win in, or, or just. But it's always nice to go out on top. And um, I just right. know, like, how do you for some of the bigger fights you were in, like, how do you prepare and how do you like? Do you feel the pressure? Because you seem very cool and calm and collected, but do you ever get like right. worked up or nervous? Well, if you would have if you would have met me when I was a fighter, you probably would have said I was a jerk. Um, because <laughs> I, um, you know, to be a fighter, you you kind of have to think that you're the best, that you're always going to win, and that was my mentality even when I lost. Uh, I didn't go into the fight with doubt. I went into the fight thinking that I was unstoppable. Uh, so that's the way that I was. Um, the, the big fights that I had were easier than the smaller fights because most of the big fights were not in front of my family. They were watching it on TV. <laughs> you know, um, I just had to go and get the job done. And, and and the other thing is, is when you have the bigger fights, those guys uh, up there, they're it's weird in a way that their skill level is high, but it makes it an easier fight for you because you're not fighting somebody that's throwing punches all over the place. You know, you're fighting somebody that has structure as well. So some of the fights that I had in the beginning of my career were probably harder than the ones in the end of my career. Yeah. And, and like, how is, you know, people talk about the high all the time after the fight. Like you just feel so (laughs) calm and like, Yeah, um, it depends, man, because I've had some really hard fights where, yeah, I felt the high and I was like, yeah, let's go party and stuff like that. And I was able to, but I've had some really easy fights. But the adrenaline part, you know, uh, after the fight made it definitely uh, my body just wasn't capable to uh, partake in activities like that until the next day. Something like, you know, the the best thing that I can compare it to is when you're in a car crash, you know, and, and you get that, uh, you're not hurt right then and there, but like a day later, I'm not a day later, you know, a little bit later you feel it. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. But the best thing is that the relief of all the hard work is over with and, you know, the fight is over with, and now you get to relax for two days before you start over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a good kind of it's a good comparison to an accident thing. I feel it later. Um, a couple of things we do. We do. Uh, we always do like a top five list here on our show. We have different categories. We pick top five. So tonight we're going to put Tim, Tim with the spoon Jr. Oh yeah, we're putting you on the hook. Your all-time five favorite boxers. Oh man, you really put me on the spot. Oh man. Oh, uh, so I have to put five of them. 
Well, All right. And we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to three. We'll go to three. Take it easy. We'll go to three? All right, yeah, because yeah. I, I barely can pick one. But um, they, are, are, are we? Well, I mean, that's that's a cheap, easy one. I can't say him. That's a, that's an easy. That's true. One. That is easy. Um, true. I, so my all-time favorite fighter, which this is very controversial. Some people say, "Oh, of course." Some people say, "Well, how could you?" Is Floyd Mayweather? Um, okay. I I just love him. Um, he's number one. Uh. Number two would probably be. I, see, this is hard because I'll probably tell you somebody, and then I'll be like, "Wait a minute, this, this other fighter is way better than, than him." But Pernell Whitaker. Uh, I don't uh, know if you ever heard of Sweet, sweet Pea Pernell Whitaker. Uh, he's number I, two. I swear to God, Rodkin's to this day. I will never forget it. I swear he got right, right. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that that's what happened. Uh, number three. Would have to be the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Can't it would have to right. be. <laughs> so I, 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 four, and, four and five. Uh, they, whoever wants to go there. <laughs> did you ever try to like emulate any other styles? Like, did you ever see Mayweather and just try to like do yeah. anything? Well, that's what I was uh, taught to do. I was taught to go to the gym and, and look at the people that were there before me and take some of their style, and but don't try to be exactly like them. Just try to turn it into yours. So not you know, not just Floyd Mayweather, which if you watch me fight, you might say, oh, he has a little bit of his style. I, I use the shoulder roll a lot and stuff like that. But uh, guys that are just in the gym in Philly, I used to just sit on the side of the ring and – pay attention to what they were doing, learning uh, from the guys that were there before me, and, and still some of their stuff, yeah. Means I learned from the greats, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, at least the, the people that were there before you. Mm-hmm. So let's get, to the, let's get to the tough talk here. Where would I go in Bristol or Langhorn or Levittown or Fairless Hills and run into you. Where are you, where are you eating at? Where are you hanging out at? Where, where, oh, where am I eating at? Where well, right <laughs> now, like I said, I'm I'm nine months into uh, you know, doing uh, the gym thing. So I'm I'm here eighty, ninety hours a week. Um, wow. You know, building this building this empire. But you know, I, I I get out sometimes. You know, we we chill in the barrel a little bit. I like the Bristol Barrel Pub. Uh, that. The barrel is oh, a pretty nice. good yeah. place to hang out. You know, it's coming up. I really don't uh, party or anything like that. I got kids and I got the business. So most of my time is spent on my couch, uh, maybe watching movies or, or, or watching sports and stuff when I get a little bit of time off. But if you want to find yeah, me, good. just come to the gym. Come to the gym. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, oh, we have to ask them best cheesesteak and best pizza in Philly. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the best cheesesteak! <laughs> it is not down in South Philly. <laughs> oh. It is not. Uh, uh, well, I don't even know their names anymore. <laughs> Pat, Pat, Sir, it's not yeah, Pat Sergino's. Uh, I'm a. I'm a. To be honest, I'm a gym steak guy. I think. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm a gym steak guy. Uh, pizza wise, I'm not, I I really don't like pizza. I'm not a really a bread guy. Um, that's 
a That's doga. Why you're a boxer, cause you don't like cars. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, I I I grew up on a model's pizza though on Trenton Road. I grew up on that. Yeah. So. I'm there like yeah. a week. I love that place. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's from Bristol Burr, Masat Togies. How about that? Yeah, I I keep hearing about them. I've not tried them yet, though. That's uh, and, you know, good. You, oh, now they're gonna hear me. <laughs> yeah, when you do a cheat day or a cheat week or whatever, get the Mazzanti's. It's the best best sandwich in town, definitely. <laughs> yeah, my I have a, I guess you can call him a work neighbor. He keeps telling me to go there. I haven't I haven't made it yet. So I'll be there. I'll go. I told him the Yo right. Show sent me. Yeah, hey, we like it. Get right. the awesome. Um, real quick, um, one last thing here. What advice would you give to somebody? Uh, young and hungry to get into boxing and succeed. Um, some logic from Tim Witherspoon Jr. to the up-and-comers. Yeah. Um, so it's like with anything that you do, if you do it long enough, you're going to get good at it, you know. Um, I would have never been able to go as far as I went if I didn't do it every day. Uh, you don't have to train hard like you're fighting for a fight every day, but you got to do something towards your goal. If you want to be, uh, if you want to compete, you got to go to the gym and you got to be there and you got to do it every day. You got to earn your degree in this sport. It's not going to just be given to you. Uh, I have Tim Witherspoon Jr. the third. I mean, Tim Witherspoon Jr. the third. Tim Witherspoon the third, <laughs> and uh, you know, he he wants to fight, but you know, I have to wait for his maturity to get a little bit better because. He thinks because his grandfather did it and his dad did it that it's going to be easy, but it, it, that's not the way it works. Uh, when he matures a little bit, we're going to take it a little bit uh, more serious. But right now, I don't want to push him that far. Uh, so my advice to these kids is, you know, start getting into the gym. Don't take that many breaks off. Even if you just go to hang out, you're going to learn something uh, and start learning your history on it too. Start going back and, and watching old fights. And just like you guys asked me if I emulated other people, uh, young fighters, start emulating other fighters that have been here before you. So, you know, you can steal from them. Everyone steals from the people that were before them, whether it's music, art, whatever. This is the same thing. So stay in the gym every day and study. That's great. <laughs> yeah, um, great advice. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. Go ahead. And you have your own radio show too. Do you do you want to plug that real quick? Oh yeah, uh, I have a show called In the Gym. It's on Fox Sports uh, nine twenty of the Jersey. Uh, that's AM radio, and you can go to their website nine twenty of the Jersey dot com. Also, you know, if you're on my social media, if anybody adds, you know, Witherspoon Boxing and Fitness to Facebook or Tim Witherspoon Junior to Facebook, uh, we do a a podcast of the same show uh, after it airs on live radio, so I have that going on here. I only get out of uh, I only that's the only other reason I get out of the gym is, is to record the radio show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch that. I said it's just like a little break for you, and you get to still yeah, talk about it. It has to be fun. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, you know what? It's something different. You know, I'm four shows in, and it's only four times I've been on the radio. It's kind of like uh, 
therapy for me because it's a it's a break from all the other stuff that I have going on. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy doing different things. I also am in the bowling league, and my team's in first place. Down at Marsville Lanes. That's that's yeah, like a long <laughs> that's along the lines of uh the radio show too. I use both of those just to take a little break uh from, from life. Hey, you need something and if you know, that that is a break for you that's a stress believer, then by all means go at it. And you're a natural on the radio. I wish you the best of luck in your podcast too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I already blessed your socks though. I'm not gonna bless them twice. <laughs> <laughs> So check it out, folks. Go to WitherspoonBoxing.com. Uh, it's Witherspoon Boxing and Fitness. It's at 925 Canal Street in Bristol for the local listeners. Um, 215-458-8773. Call them up. Go out and learn boxing and fitness from a true professional and one hell of a great guy, Tim Witherspoon, Jr. Tim, we'd like to invite you back on in the near future. What do you think? Come back with us sometime? Uh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Thanks, Likewise. Tim. And, uh, and we're going to meet you at the Borough Pub sometime for a beer. Me and Joel. Yeah, that's the only that's the only carbs I take in now. So, <laughs> okay, <that's fine. laughs> yeah, I'm 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 down. <laughs> Sounds great. Maybe we'll get the Mayor Ryan Risley to, to join us as well. Ah, exactly. Oh well, you know what? Before I, I'm sorry to keep you guys long, but me and him used to be okay. uh, drinking buddies down at Marie's Cozy Corner. <laughs> yeah, Marie's Corner. He's he's taking me there as well, and that is uh, he's like the devil of that place. He really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. We that's what we'll do. We'll all get together with me, you, and Ryan, and we'll we'll have a good night. I love it. Sounds great. Um, again, WitherspoonBoxing.com, Witherspoon Boxing and Fitness, 925 Canal Street, Bristol, Pennsylvania. Former boxer, now trainer and gym owner, the amazing Tim Witherspoon, Jr. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Tim. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. You got it, man. Yeah, okay. great night. All right. You too. Bye. Ah, that was awesome. I could have done that all night. I really could have. I could have talked to them for hours. So I love boxing. I love people that have boxed. And like you said, you know, you don't think of it until you get it from um, from somebody who's been there. And that's what I like about listening to, like, sports radio when they have former athletes that host shows, too. People would say, oh, go box again. Grab that money. And, um, you know, be known again. Become famous. Eh, maybe it's like you said, maybe that, that one fight is the ultimate last fight. Maybe something tragic happens. And it's not all about the money. And he had said when you read, when I read into his biography and read about the gym and all that, he wanted to be a business owner. What he's always wanted is to own the business. And now he's there. And he's got a family and he's loving life and he's loving the gym, the experiences and all that. So that's great. And we love it. Very happy. Yeah. And you have to think about number one first, especially when you have kids, because it's like, you know, if I do this fight, am I going to be able to have a catch with my son in a couple of years? You know what I mean? So you have to take care of yourself. And he's doing it the smart way. Like, you know, he's not doing it for pride reasons or anything like that, like taking the next fight. So um, very cool, dude. I'm so happy he came on. And sorry, I, I felt like I was taking most of the questions. Sorry, Jeff. 
No, nah, not a problem at all. I love that. Even though, our yeah, I love I love locals. I love local people, local success. Like you said, he really wants to build up Bucks County to be like the boxing like mecca of this area, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? You know, and he said people of all types: uh, black kids, white kids, uh, males, females, uh, little kids, grown men. Get out and learn it, you know. And like I said, my wife wants to get out there. Jewel wants to get out there. I, of course, want to be the guy that sits on the couch, like Tim said he does on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that is just the perfect location. Um, Mike actually used to work, like, the street over from that location. So I know exactly where the gym is. It's such a cool spot, and it, it's grown so much in the past couple of years. It actually got, like, a huge grant to do, like, a whole revamp of, the Bristol like town square, but, but that like the commons in particular, like by the clock tower, like I know there's Grundy's ice skating. That's where like my nephew and nieces used to go hang out every night. Yeah. But now there's like a positive, you know, place where the whole family can go and, you know, you get a great workout in, but you're, you know, you're spending time and you're just growing too. And they're learning and having, you know, great role models, and I just think that's amazing. I wish I had that as a kid, like, truly, because, you know, boxing gyms were like that. They were the older men, and uh, I know Mike, he used to train at Drew Frazier's gym. He he was in, like, the – he was he was going to be a, a young professional, but, um, yeah, there's just not that many outlets, so I think it's amazing, especially in the area we know. It's, it's just cool to see that – growing now and especially like just get kids off the street or out of their phone for two damn seconds you know like them working yeah. out <laughs> that's a great point that definitely is a great point and we do need more of that you know definitely um already got the hookup that cdo show put, just puts people together that fast uh tim's down for little marie's cozy corner Ryan, the mayor of Risley, is down from Marie's Cozy Corner. We're going to get Jewel there. We're going to get the wife. Oh, my God. a big Yo Show party. Oh, yeah. I would love to go. Yeah. I actually never made Yo it Show into party that place. <laughs> I pulled up there with my sister, who's uh, – <laughs> she's very particular, okay? And I, I pulled up to Marie's Cozy Corner. She's like, come on, we'll go and have a drink. I'm like, okay. Like, I've been wanting to check this place out, like, ever since they moved up to Levittown. So – we we pull up in the parking lot, and I was like, all right, Ange, like, go in, see how it is. And she's like, okay. And she walks in. She walks right out. She's like, nope, <laughs> not going in there. I'm like, why? What's up? And she's like, they smoke in there. I'm like, oh. Yes. It was, like, one of the only places left that you could smoke in besides, like, a strip club. <laughs> yeah. And they were voted, cool. um, like, Buck County. <laughs> Bucks County's best wings in 2018, yet they don't have anybody that cooks there. So I don't know how they have the best wings. It's a long sort of story. We'll dig in when we get there. Ryan will fill you <laughs> in on the whole Cozy Corner experience. And he's a great okay. time, I'm telling you. Your big boy pants if you hang out with that guy because he can bring it. God bless him. <laughs> I can bring it too, okay? I'm hyped up, Tim Witherspoon. I'm ready to bring right? someone. <laughs> and the best thing is, Marie, any bar you go to, there's always that tough guy. And some guy wants to get bad. I'm like, all right, Tim, take care of business. I'll be over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be amazing. <laughs> Golden bodyguards for the year, 
Yeah, let's go right now. I'm so excited. I want to go drinking <laughs> right now. With him with the... oh, great stuff. Thanks. All right, I love it. If you're out there still listening, Tim, thanks again. Great show, though. Really. I had a great time with Tim, and uh, I'd like to have him back in a few months. And uh, he said, if you want to see him, go to the gym. That's all I got to tell my wife. My wife wants to go now. She's running, she keeps running up and down the steps, you know, and is like, you know, she's still on. She's still on. <laughs> Yeah, well, South Cassie, like, our first class is free, so whenever she wants to go. <laughs> yeah, right? Tim, I'm here for the free class. I just wanted to see you. I'll be over there <laughs> in the corner watching the ladies. We just want to look cute and take pictures. <laughs> Hashtag. <Yeah>. Not facts. <laughs> Hashtag, getting it in. New year, new me. <laughs> yeah. By Get the way, how by. are you doing on your resolutions? Um, I didn't make any. I did not oh. make it. Oh, you just I on air. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I I lose a train of thought in a second, let alone resolution. I'm a weak person. I have the world's worst diet. I'm supposed to stop eating the bad food. I have not done that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a bad habit person. My resolution was to continue having bad habits. So I say I'm doing oh. great. <laughs> All I see is pizza behind your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that is actually the uh, Papa John's uh, pizza. The year show now sponsored by Papa John's, www.papajohnspizza.com. Yeah. Right now, special, you get two medium, one topping pizzas for six hours each. Now, your local Papa John's, Pepsi and the Pepsi Globe are trademarks of Pepsi Cola Company. All right, the commercial's <laughs> over, so I'll stop right now. <laughs> Good boy. And uh, that, <laughs> yeah, that spot earned us uh, that spot earned us zero. We got nothing for promoting Papa John's. Nope. <laughs> I just kind of got to, but we got to practice to be good pitchmen. Are like wasn't that good? Like does that make you want pizza now? No, I always want pizza. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thank you. He said, oh, he said a motto's. I'm in, I'm at a motto's. Uh... I'm going to whisper so my wife doesn't hear me, even though she's listening to the show because I'm an idiot. I'm at a motto's at least two days a week getting slices of pizza. I and love it. They have Coney Island, Coney Island root beer. I love that shit. <laughs> and they got great Coney Island root beer. They have so many great pizzas today, or yesterday. I'm sorry. Today I was at Wawa. Barbecue pizza. And, oh my yes. God. It's so good. <laughs> yesterday, I had the, yesterday I had the tea steak. Pizza and a plain slice. I've gotten the big ziti. The big ziti. I'm telling you, you go in for one slice and you cut it because it's huge. It's delicious. They've yeah. got um the the chicken ranch pizza, like you said, the taco. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, ranch. and great <laughs> great sandwiches and subs, pasta dishes and more. You can't go wrong. Come on down Trenton Avenue. Check out Amato's Pizza. Stop in for a slice. Stay because it's nice. A modern pizza. Right the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, plan. it's like <laughs> when me and my dad, me and my dad are like, "Where do you want pizza from? Where do you want pizza from?" He's like, oh, "Just go to Amato's," because that's when we splurge yeah. when we go to Amato's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough rack, and I was going to get into that with Tim and ask him how he maintains his weight because there's so many good places around here to eat. 
Mato's mm-hmm. is great. I like Julia Pizza. There's uh, Richmond's, which is the burger place, which is phenomenal. There's loads of great bars here with great foods, all your major chain restaurants. Man, I'm telling you, I get fatter every day living up here. And now, Perforio's had, used to have a dollar slice after 9 o'clock. I think they changed that rule after <laughs> my nephew and Mike, because every day at 9 o'clock, they would go over <laughs> and just get slices. And I was like, we're done. Yeah, like uh, 60 slices, please. <laughs> Perforio's, that was the place uh, where the, the, the um, off-duty cop stopped those two robbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's right beat. That's pretty much like, well, not right behind me. It's like uh, two minutes away. I actually had their, um, what's their flat one? I don't know if it's the Brooklyn style. I forget. They had a flat pizza I had that it was really good. Really oh, good. Yeah. So that's enough. Like thin and crispy. God. It's like almost yes. Italian, but not. Yes. Yes. No, yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. So many good places around here to eat. I'm thinking to myself, here's Tim Witherspoon, and he's so slender looking. He said, I'm still fit. I'm still in shape. And I'm like, yeah, go to Humeville tomorrow and get the hamburger some big fat shit. <laughs> I know, right? I tried to do so good. And then this lady in work today, she's the nicest lady. And she made this, like, butterscotch cake. And it was probably oh. the best cake I've ever eaten in my life. It was, like, a butter cake, but it had, like, like a like a spongy bottom. And it, oh, it was, like, not so overly sweet. I was like, holy crap. And I eat like half the cake. So um, I figured I have to wake up at like 4 o'clock in the morning and start my workout. And then I'll just be straight for all day. I can't even do that because I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'm on a road by 4 o'clock in the morning. So it's not like I can wake up and work out. Oh. Unless I get up at like 1 in the morning, which means like not going to bed. Yikes. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> yeah, the wife was telling me earlier tonight um, – yeah, we talked about the show a little bit, and um, that's how about Tim and his gym, and she immediately looks it up. She's like a Google fiend; she loves looking stuff like that up. And she's like, "I would just, I would just, uh if you would do this with me." I don't even know what that means. She was just, uh I mean, she. Let's say she was a CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. She was a gym rat for a while, and. She's so dying to get back into it. She's like, you do it with me, do it with me, do it with me, do it with me. And I'm trying to get on that second piece of chicken that I have for dinner. <laughs> Come on. We'll all get ripped. 2019, year to get ripped. <laughs> yeah, new year, new minute. When I see, here's two different ends of the spectrum. When you say get ripped, I don't think of the gym. I think of the bar. That's where I get ripped. Yeah, but then you feel better about drinking because then you're celebrating your workout. <laughs> I always feel good about drinking. There's never a moment I feel bad about it. <laughs> never. Yeah, I, that's what I put in my head. I'm like, well, if I'm drinking, I have to celebrate something. So, you know, I can celebrate that I had a great day at work or that I put in a great workout. I'd rather just drink. I'd be better like, oh, I drank like 16 beers and I still stand up. My roommate in college, the only thing she would do, her guns were enormous. She would stay at the gym all day and then get hammered all night. She's the same one that took all my stuff down in my closet and then <laughs> made a little uh, commode 
and then proceeded to sit in my closet on my clothes commode and piss on it. She pissed on all my stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. I guess if she had big guns, as you say, I wouldn't mess with her either. But she was an Italian from Philly. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that, that really does explain so much. It really does. Um, halftime, NBA basketball, Philadelphia 76ers and San Antonio Spurs. Sixers with a 67-64 lead. Love me some Sixers. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Not necessarily on this show, but just in general in the city because, like, the, the Eagles season is over. And all you hear on the radio is Wentz and Foles and Wentz and Foles and Wentz. It's over. Get over it. Your Super Bowl chance last year. You got a basketball team playing great ball and a hockey team that's won three straight. Oh, my goodness. You know what we should do? Do you know what we should do? We should go to the Phillies home opener and have a live show. Wow, that would be pretty great. I mean, I do plan on going to the home opener because once they sign Bryce Harper, I'm I'm going down. But that sounds pretty cool. We should do like a live, like um, do like a Facebook live or something like that. Right from oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm down for that. We're writing it down. I got to figure out the date, but I'm down because they're gonna have a good little club. I know everybody's bitching about the whole, oh, they got to sign Harper, blah, 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 blah. But they had a good offseason. They got Skur, they got McCutcheon, they added some nice bullpen pieces, added to the team last year that, you know, finished 80 and 82. They're going to be something. We're going to work on that. So we have him up there. That'd be Yosha. great. No, I really love Tim said he's going to go with Mazzanti and said the Yosho Center. That's awesome. That's what you That's- should say. Because you'll get a discount anywhere in the whole USA. Right. That's right. Philly when to the ladies LA. Come knocking on the, when the, <laughs> Philly to LA. When the ladies come knocking on the door, my wife's like, who are you? You shoe sent me. That's right, ladies. Come get yourself some great radio hosting. Just looking for some spook models to wear Yosho t-shirts. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, Let's run a so if you're hot, is looking. <laughs> you're listening. Yeah, we'll slap you on a Yosho t-shirt, take some fancy pictures of you for our up-and-coming website, and uh, promote the Yosho. Tell your friends. Apparently, I'm not Seriously. fierce enough to promote this show, so we need some young hot ass to put on some t-shirts. Jewel Tady has come out a thousand times and told me she does not want to be the face of the show. And you shouldn't be, because you're the voice of the show. And that's more talented to be in the face of the show. Oh, okay. She hits me at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, that, you know. You all know, if you listen to the show regularly and you look us up, you all know who the beautiful member of this cast is. What's up? Track us? Good Lord. <laughs> if you're on our mailing list... Go ahead, <laughs> Be sure to check us out sometime in March when we'll have some, um, what's it called? Krugerins? <laughs> what? Krugerins? Oh, correspondence. We'll have some correspondence out to you fine folks in the middle of March. Just be sure to email us and be part of our mailing list. <laughs> what the hell is Krugerins? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I know it's something. Correspondence. 
Krugerin. Whatever it is, we're giving it out here on the O Show. Krugerin. Oh my God, that's why I don't. You know what pops up? Desperate. <laughs> it's like my favorite movie. What? <laughs> Death Proof. Quentin Tarantino. Grindhouse. No. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Oh, can we do um, favorite boxing movies? Because I wrote that down. <laughs> what the hell is this guy? They were Krugerin. Oh my god It's a Rosario Dawson says it She's like What the hell you want from me Krugerance or something Your There's Rosario two parts Dawson to it has, Your Rosario Dawson Sounds a little bit like Rosie Perez Oh Mike thinks she's so hot You know there's two parts no, to death there's a first set of girls and then a second set of girls. And we were going to have on Jordan Ladd on this show. And I might reach out again because she's Shanna Banana and we need to have her on. We would love that. Oh, I just got a, I got a text message. Uh, we, whenever we have a, a staff of workers, we do have a crack staff of people who do research for us and send us text messages. Apparently, Krugerance, when you Google it, it says women who like it near. Oh my God! We were serious for like point two seconds. That is, that's I just got that message right here. That's that's what Krugerins means. Big shout out to our uh, to our good friend Steve Giordano, an avid listener of the show, and um, the man who uh, knows all about Krugerins. <laughs> we need people like that. We need more researchers. Like, I mean, that's great research. That's crack work right there. Yeah. Did it crack work? Ass crack? <laughs> I don't know how I keep coming up with this great stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> I cracked myself up. Jules got her serious look on. She's not even looking at me anymore. She's given up. She gave up with like 35 minutes still to spare. <laughs> All right. All right. No, hit I'm me still with... going to talk about boxing because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a boxer now. You know, we'll I'm go, still. We'll, we'll take, turns, take turns naming boxing movies back and forth. All right, good. Instead of doing the old All right. I'm going to go out on a limb here of my favorite boxing movies. I'm going to say Rocky. Besides Rocky. That's obvious. You did not say besides Rocky. I didn't. But that's... One of my all-time favorites. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Okay. We'll go besides Rocky because I'm going to go with Raging Bull. I love that movie. And I was going to say I've never seen it and I need to see it. Really? Man, I know. It's a great movie. Is it really good or is it just like old and has, you know, what's his name? So it's good. And that doesn't do it for me anymore because. Of his political stance, but anyway, no, it's really a good. De Niro. It's it's a good movie. I promise you, she's in it. Too. Right. It's a good movie. Cinderella Man. I could watch Cinderella Man over and over again. Every time it's on, I just cry. But it's good. Sounds and pretty good. I, I like I that. I love true um, stories. I like true stories also. I definitely do. I'm a big fan of that. Um, 
Got him looking, you know. I don't know. He kind of got me here. I'm not going to lie. Another one I could watch over and over, The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg. Mickey Mickey Ward. Holy shit. It's such a good movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Mickey What's his Ward name? something else. His brother. Um, I'm trying to think of the actor's name, though. Donnie Wahlberg? Please, Dickie. Dickie, come on! You gotta do it for your brother! <laughs> Jeff pulled his ear out of the way. That's a niche, but my god, that was bad. Um, here's a good Rocky, a good Rocky movie, a good boxing movie. <laughs> Ali with Will Smith was a, was a wonderful movie. That was very good. Yes, I agree. I concur. Um... Mike corrected me because I was going through my boxing movies, and he's like, this is not a boxing movie. It's an MMA movie. I'm like, shit. He's one of my favorites, The Warrior with Tom Hardy and their brothers, and he's from Pittsburgh, and his uh, teacher brother's from Philadelphia, and then they compete in Atlantic City. Holy shit. That's like one of my favorite fighting movies. Did you ever see it? I'm going to go. No, I haven't. It's very good. I'm going to go with one more. And I'm going yeah, to go with the hurricane. <laughs> Who's in that? What? The hurricane, an outstanding movie. It was actually a, another true story of Reuben Hurricane Carter. Uh, Denzel Washington plays Hurricane. Really good movie. Uh, kind of a sad story. He uh, ended up in prison. Great boxer, though. Good movie. Hurricane. Check it out. Definitely. Christian Bale. Christian Bale plays Dickie uh, Ward. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Of. Christian, a good call. Love Christian. Not Dickie. Um, it's actually Dickie Eklund. I guess they weren't Dickie. brothers by blood. Um, you know what? I was so excited for Southpaw to come out because I thought Eminem was going to have the lead role. Like, he actually, like, trained and everything to play the lead role that Jake Gyllenhaal had. Um, yeah. But that didn't happen. He just did the song. These things happen. Shucks. But, uh, February. Uh, February, yeah. Jewel Katie. Uh, Jewel Katie. Jewel Katie. February is actually National Krugerins Month. So, <laughs> Krugerins. I still don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> I just told you what it means. Krugerins. Women who like it. It just comes up death proof. <laughs> That's where I heard it, and I don't know the meaning. No, this is in Spanish. What is this? We need research. No, I'm going to OK Google because I am my own intern. I had an intern and she failed miserably. He did. Quit on us. Although I already told you what it meant. Meaning of Krugerentz. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing comes up. I, because Nothing. I told you what it means. Uh, let's get this back oh, to Lord. some fun topics here. If we can get you all to cooperate. <laughs> We've lost her quickly. Um, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm getting text messages now for things I will not. Even I won't say it on the <laughs> um, Is it about Slayer? Me? It's probably about no. me. <laughs> it is right. Slayer, Kiss. Ozzy Osbourne, 
some of the names of the legendary bands that have announced upcoming farewell tours. Which isn't bad. I think they're all like in their 70s. Um, number one, any desires to any of these bands? And number two, do you really buy into the farewell tour, one of the most overused and undermeant phrases in all of music? I would not see any of them. I wouldn't pay to see any of them. The only one I would pay to see that's older now and just had a comeback tour would be uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, and it was but I'm weird like that. That's... I mean, come on. Like, to see Axl Rose live and sing, but he can really freaking sing, you know? Like, I'm not paying to see Ozzy Osbourne mumble on stage. Like, <laughs> no. I'm just not doing it. And he's He's just way past his prime. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like Bruce Springsteen, he goes out and he gives a goddamn show. He puts on a great show. Like, that's what people pay to see. Sounds like two hours of a man trying to shit his pants. (laughs) (laughs) You're just jealous. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely am. I can go up to the bathroom right now and try to force out a shit and sing just like that. Correction. Better than that. Place for me. People who take big poopies and smelly poopies, I've got a solution. KFC is back at it again, folks. Kentucky Fried Chicken, the people that brought us the fire log to give out the chicken scent. Yeah, they've now made a commemorative KFC scented candle. So made it. Made it. No. 247 no. candles giving away, and it smells like KFC gravy. Doesn't smell no. like No. Yes. Why are you mad it's at that? horrible. Because I like candles to get out the chicken smell in my kitchen, okay? Like, I hate the smell of fried chicken, like, after it's cooked. Like, you just smell like fried chicken, like your whole house does. I go in my bedroom upstairs, I'm like... Oh, man, like, it smells like chicken in here. Like, no, I like candles to, like, smell nice after the cooking is over. Why would you want to smell like gravy? I don't know. I like the beer scent of candle. Yeah, I don't want to – I mean, gravy? No. Holy Jesus. Let's go to the sound effects. Breaking news. This isn't breaking news. It got texted me. I hope this isn't real because we got to do some research. Jewel Tate, get ready to Google this. Okay. Sweetheart candy hearts are not going to be made available this Valentine's Day? What? Is that That's... is it Valentine's Day without the little hearts? Uh, what? Up, is it true? <laughs> no, it's true. What the hell is happening? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I guess because they say race, racy things like be mine and hugs and are kisses. Are you freaking serious? No. That's I don't know. I got that I got a breaking news text. I just broke that story right here on the Yo's show. Is that awful? My God. God, I don't even want to celebrate. Dude. I mean I'm not gonna celebrate about, like, I never, go ahead. You can say it. I never gonna say it. Go ahead. It's about the overly sensitive motherfuckers in this world we live in that don't want hearts to say be mine because you should be everybody. 
I had a long talk about the sensitivity of today's climate with my fiance, and it's like, I agree with half of it. Like, look, you know, people have really hurt themselves or, you know, took their lives because of their they're, they were being bullied or, or some other offensive thing or actions have made them so miserable that they can't live. But then the other half is just sensitive to be sensitive. And that's not right because you are changing America's pastimes, which is little notes on candy hearts, and I won't take it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And if, if you were here watching – Jewel Tating in the studio, and you're a friend of, you're a fan of Seinfeld. She's doing the Babu finger, waving it back and forth with full, full force. And I don't this is making me mad. That is like from the time I was like, from the time I was like three or four years old, those candies were like essential at this time of the year. Cause like my dad would give them to me. My dad always gave me Valentines, and he would always give me those candy hearts. Like, are you kidding me? They're they're a staple. It's like taking away peeps. You gotta take away peeps. Not everyone eats them, but they're fun to look at. You have to have them That'll in your basket. No. Oh, my father used to eat the hell out of peeps. Dude, they're gross. They're, they're fun to look suggestive. at. Oh, they look like this. What are you looking at, Swan? No. Leave the goddamn candy hearts and paper flowers. I'm gonna paint some candy hearts. Oh, Jill Tatey was so much fire. She's on fire tonight, screaming. I love it. He had to see her yeah. little peeps thing because it actually looked like it. It actually looked like a little bird. It actually looked like a swan. And she's hello, swan. And it looked like a swan. We really should do this for the video. It looked like a little bird, so people got offended. <laughs> I've got a little bird. I'm not offended. <laughs> but I'm not really. Um. It's out of hand. It is. People are so sensitive. Nope. Maybe it's cold outside. <sighs> Look, uh, we are learning from our older generations. My parents don't think how we think and so on and so on. Do you think my daughter's going to think how I think? Hell no. But she could just take the best of what I think and make it into her own. And that's what we're trying to do. But you have to, like, I don't know. Leave some things. <laughs> I don't know. I know, you know, some things are better left the way they are, traditional. Like a candy that says, be mine. I'll tell you what, if they get banned and they disappear, next year I'm coming out my own candy. going to say, suck my dick on it and stuff like that. A little hard. Give me a blowjob. I, I lit this candle in honor of tonight because I bought this candle because it was pretty and pink and smells like flowers. Because I'm very excited for Valentine's Day. I, you know, I know it's a painful holiday for some. Some think it's, you know, manufactured by the Hallmark Company. And I asked my niece, because it was her birthday yesterday, happy birthday, Alyssa. I was like, you know, having a happy birthday, birthday at the end of January. Yay. Having, like, like myself, like my birthday is coming up. Having a birthday at the end of January, do you get offended that Valentine's Day stuff is up already? And she's like, no, I just get offended that I'm single. <laughs> she's a character. Going uh, on the next really... show, the Mexican. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. 
Well, not for a fifteen-year-old, but we should do that <laughs> wow. in some respect. <laughs> not to a fifteen-year-old, absolutely not. Then we call the. Uh, we'd be doing live performances from jail. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but is it too early like for Valentine's Day? Because I'm I'm all about this year. I don't know. I'm all about the, you know, whole messy, in your face hearts and lovey dove stuff. Sounds good. I got kind of a reprieve this year for Valentine's Day because we're actually going to dinner um, Saturday the 16th. That's pretty cool. Valentine's Day is my mom and dad's anniversary, too. It's when they got married. So. Oh. Every year, the Duprees, I don't know if you know the Duprees, but they're like a doo-wop band. They perform at the Radisson in Northeast Philly. And my parents saw them once before. They have like a dinner theater. Like it's like they have a dinner and then they play a show and then they get like a meet and greet. So I was gonna like buy my parents another, you know, Dupree show, but it is so expensive. I'm like, damn, it's like eighty bucks a ticket <laughs> per person. It's like what, what the hell? Eighty hours yeah. a ticket for some fifties band? I mean, I know they got one good song. <laughs> wow. Holy well, it's terrible. I love you, but like, how much do I love you? <laughs> and I don't know if I love you eighty hours or. You know, who I wanted to see that's coming, and I wanted to see him for my birthday, but it just didn't happen. It's not my cards. Probably never seen my my lifetime. Wu Tang Clan coming to Philly Thursday and Friday. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, you going? You going? Going. Mike saw him once before. Maybe if the Friday show didn't sell out, but damn, I would love to see them. Here's a um, another great another great story that I heard the other day that I wanted to bring up and forgot. Uh, they are trying to pass a law where you will be taxed for watching porn. And that money is, they're trying to use it to build the wall. <laughs> how much, can you imagine how much tax money they can haul in by taxing people that watch Pornhub? <laughs> we build a wall around this entire planet. <laughs> to watch porn on, like, YouTube, like, YouTube will be the new place for porn. Like, that'll never happen. You can't. YouTube does not have nudity on it. Oh, well, um... <laughs> from, what I, from what I've heard, from what I've been told, you can't get I mean, no on one, My point is no one pays to watch it, is what I'm saying. I agree, but I guess they're going to maybe tax whoever's profiting off it? I don't know, but yeah, nobody pays to watch porn. This is the 1980s. Some people pay, Some, though. Like, how sad are you that you have to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my buddy Steve just said that wall would reach the clouds. It would. They could probably build a wall <laughs> up to the heavens <laughs> with the amount of money that they could actually tax people to watch porn. Everybody watches porn. I had a guy I used to work with get fired for watching porn at his desk. No. Watching porn. He was watching porn at his desk. And a woman and her daughter walked by the window and actually saw no. it. 
No. Yes. He was fired like pretty much that day. And wow. Ooh, another another great part of that story <laughs> was so these two guys shared this desk. And one she came in, I guess, did whatever business she had to do, went home, called and said this guy sitting at this corner desk was watching porn. So first they, they called a young guy over first and they said, um, I'm not gonna use his name, we'll call him Fritz, even though it's obviously not his name. Fritz, were you watching porn at your desk? And he comes around and says, are you kidding me? It's like 21st century, man. I'll go in the bathroom and watch it on my phone before I'd watch it on my desk. <laughs> I mean, brutal honesty. And then they asked the older guy, and he said, uh, yeah, I was watching it. And away he went. No. Yeah, older guy, too. Very younger, older guy. Oh, it has to be an older guy because a younger guy would be tech savvy like that. Like, I'll just go in the bathroom. Do it on my phone. Like, and have like a free hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. You got to get that little stand because to kind of hold the phone and do your business at the same oh, time. That's a lot Jesus. of work. Enough. <laughs> You're asking. I'm telling you. That's all I can help you with. Good Lord. That's embarrassing. I mean, Trying but to be a great you have to have balls to do it at work. Like, you're getting paid to be there. You can't mess up that, that much. That's the best part about it. The best part about it is getting paid to watch porn and spank your weenie. You know what else I could never do? Take a nap at work. Could never understand how people, even when I was nine months pregnant, and people are like, oh, just go in your car, take a nap. Like, you have an hour. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a nap. I will never get up. I do. I take naps in my lunch break. Nice yeah, work. Is, too. I'm like, how the hell do you do it? How do you function? I do. I can't even, like, I need a shower. I need a coffee. I need a beer after I take a nap. Like, I need something. Like, not to go back to work. That is the last thing I want to do when I wake up. I don't know. Like, I, uh, I'll go into Amato's, and I'll get a couple slices of pizza and a soda. I'll eat, go out to my car, so I've got like a half hour to spare. I'll take a nap, set my alarm, and I'll nap. Couldn't do it. hope my boss hears me and decides to fire me more. That would be great. Whew. That's good stuff. We actually like went on and on and on. Didn't even realize how late it was getting. It's fine. All I know is I could tell when it's, could tell when it's I past nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we are going to um, we're going to get ready to say goodbye. We had a great show tonight. It was awesome. Humongous. Thank you to Tim Witherspoon Jr. Thanks for coming on Woo! and talking. Doing your thing, don't forget WitherspoonBoxing.com, Witherspoon Boxing and Fitness, 925 Canal Street, Bristol. PA. PA. <laughs> One nine zero something. All right. So uh, we have um, some great guests coming on. We'll do back to you on Monday. Check your local times and listings. For another Please episode. Please be sure. I have a lot in the works. We have to get the times and like dates straightened up yeah. because I had a little high desk, so 
Um, thanks for bearing with us, but we have some guests coming soon. And thank Certainly you once again to Impact PR and Beatrice Kimmel and Ashley Dubs because you guys are amazing. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, I, we owe them a great deal and I appreciate them. And I can't wait Absolutely. to meet them like in person and all of our amazing guests because they've all been great. And a big thanks to um, Jessica Katz and her people. Uh, California-based PR firm Jessica has been reaching out to us a lot, trying to get us some people. We've had one or two of hers on. We're going to work to get more on. And, um, hey, you don't have to be a uh, California superstar to be on our show. You can be a great former boxer, gym owner like Tim Witherspoon Jr. tonight. We are open to have all great people on our show. Let's pack it in for the scenic jewel, Tady, because I, for one, got to pee. I don't know about you. <laughs> like that way. <laughs> got to drain out the lizard, and I obviously can't do it on the air. That's it for tonight for Jeff the Shark Perini. No, I am Jeff the Shark Perini. I'm sorry about that. For Jewel Tady, <laughs> I have no idea what the hell just happened there. I blew the ending. I always blow the ending. I, don't, I just got to learn when to shut it off and shut the hell off. That's what she said. <laughs> I've been watching the office. <laughs> a lot. It's a great show. My wife eats it. No, it's so good. You have to watch it from episode one. That's what I learned. Like, if you watch oh. from episode one. I meant to tell, I know. I love I meant to tell you, my wife has been watching you. Oh, and she so loves good. it. She loves it. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. And I remember, because when we first started talking about it on the show, you said it was called You. And I said, me? You said, no, it's called You. Remember, remember, he, I told you about it months ago, and now it's blowing yeah. up. It's like everyone on Facebook is talking about it. Like I told yeah. you people about it on the O show like months ago. That's where they all got it from. They listen to shows. Right. I got to check that show out. Jewel TV critic eighty said it's great. It's like Dexter meets Fifty Shades of Grey. It's great. That's gonna be that's gonna be a new segment on the O show. Because everybody I says, "Give me a new yeah." Everybody says, give me a new show to binge watch. We're going to have like a Jewel Tatey's, um like show of the week or something. Or new show of the week or something like that. That'd That's be amazing. That's like all I do. Because you're great. <laughs> and you, I'm telling you, you, do, you binge watch the hell out of shows. You pick goodies. I start you know to what I'm watching right now? Uh, we're watching season two of The Punisher. And it's actually very disappointing. Uh, I've heard good things about season one. I've not heard good things about season two. Yeah. Season one was phenomenal and season two is like like I don't know what happened the Jewel Tady is a big thumbs down to the Punisher but yeah we're going to start working that in Jewel Tady's uh, show of the week okay I like it right here on the O show so tune in and find out we also got another segment we're working on somebody gave me this idea and I friggin love it and we're going to try getting it it requires a P.O. box Something along the lines of send us strange stuff. Apparently there is somebody out there that does something similar, and I heard it's friggin' awesome. But what we would do is send us strange stuff, we would actually film it, like on YouTube, and we'd post like a monthly YouTube on it. People sending us That's weird shit. It's like oh, a yeah. box reveal. Like like we open their weird shit, 
sight unseen. We don't know what it is, and we open the boxes up, and people get to like watch and see their shit that they sent us. Yeah, but maybe you send good. us stuff like I don't know, useful. <laughs> I mean, like, like beer guidelines. <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't want to use condom. You know. No. No. Uh. DNA in in the stuff yeah. you send. <laughs> don't send it. Send us anthrax. Like I don't want that. No. Maybe like unopened beer, or like a cool coffee mug, <laughs> a coach bag. Now you're getting cares. Not send us elaborate stuff. It's send us stuff. <laughs> a lot to work on. We get we need more stuff to bring more people here besides Jules' drunken rants at night. <laughs> When I told Jeff to cut it like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> now, you know, because I freaking love your drunk rant. That's right. we got to pee. I do, at least. I'm about Joel Tate. We pee together. we got to have a segment called Break the Seal. <laughs> yeah, we'll pee in beer bottles right on the show. I need one of those uh, female, female cups. They're called uh, Wizzies or something. There's one cup? <laughs> no. Look it up, folks. No. Two girls. One cup. God damn it. No, it's for tailgating women, and it's a cup that you put down there that makes you pee in a bottle. Sounds disgusting. Yeah, it's definitely should have cut it. Cause, you know, I <laughs> definitely just heard something I don't want to hear. That's enough. Anyway, so again, for Jewel Tady, I am Jeff the Shark Perini. Thanking you once again for joining us tonight on the Yo Show. And reminding everybody out there to not be a woman peacock. Yeah. And be nice to people. Even women who wear peacocks. Yay, peacocks. That's a little, <laughs> I'm a little peacock. Sure. And sure. And Here is my spout. That pee comes out. And I go to tell Gates, hear me shout. E A G L E. Yes. <laughs> this nine o'clock segment of the year show is brought to you by Captain Morgan Rum. Captain Morgan, when you get the jitters going on the radio and just can't drink enough. Captain Morgan Rum. Get a little captain in you. Yeah, no, you got a lot of captain in you. You're about to have captain babies. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff. Just cut it off. I can't even. All right, folks, seriously, that was a great show tonight. I had a freaking blast. Yeah, thanks. Jill Taney, Jeff the Shark Parini. <laughs> we'll talk to you Monday, everybody. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>